New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis. My fabulous co-host Andrea is away today. I'm very excited because today we're going to be talking about DIY kombucha. And I like this because I'm a big DIY kind of gal. I usually stick just with like beauty, you know, beauty things. So like body scrubs, salt scrubs, sugar scrubs, uh, different things with essential oil. So I thought, okay, this is pretty cool because this is something that's going to nourish me as well. And uh, I'm a little nervous because I've never tried it, which is kind of embarrassing. Uh, but we've got the wonderful Lila Volkus with us. And I'm going to bring her in in just a moment. Uh, she is a graduate of the Bowman College Nutrition Consultant Program. She now serves as a program supervisor. She's fabulous. But before we jump in with Lila, I just wanted to tell you some, about something else fabulous, which is goddessgarden.com. They are our sponsor this month. And this was pretty shocking that the reefs are disappearing twice as fast as rainforests and chemical sunscreens are a big culprit. They cause endocrine disruption in corals, just like they do in people. And it's really, really a bad situation. So we don't want to put a bunch of chemicals on ourselves. We don't want to put a bunch of chemicals in the water. So go to goddessgarden.com and you can get all the stuff you need to go swimming and feel good. They also have a new SPF 50 formulas for the whole family. So this is pretty exciting. All right. Now, going back to something else exciting, it's Lila Volkes. Hi, Lila. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you on the program. Okay, so before we jump into the DIY kombucha, I want to hear about how you got into health. And I understand that you overcame some of your own health challenges. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so about six years ago, I um, moved to the Bay Area and I was, you know, just trying to figure out what I was doing. This was right after I graduated college. And all of a sudden, I had kind of rashes explode all of my, all over my body. And Ooh. that sent me on this health journey to figure out one, what's going on and how to fix it. So I started seeing, you know, conventional dermatologists who just kind of prescribed me this steroid cream that suppressed it. But then I was really looking for something that was, you know, not just putting it over the symptom, but really finding the root cause. Because after a while, those steroid creams didn't really work anymore. And I, I got an even worse flare from all of these rashes. And so I went down this rabbit hole of holistic health and saw all different kinds of practitioners from acupuncturists to Ayurvedic practitioners to naturopaths and nutritionists. And really the biggest difference that I found with my skin was changing the food that I ate. And so that's really what inspired me to become a nutrition consultant is because I saw such a profound effect on my own body. That's incredible. Now, what kind of foods were giving you those rashes? Were you able to pinpoint it through like um, food rotation diets and things like that? Absolutely. So I did a an elimination diet. So where that's I took called, out a yes. bunch of food and then I methodically added it back in. And so I found that nuts, specifically almonds, give me rashes. And then also I get dairy, gluten um, are the, the two big culprits, also very common for most people. 
You know, it's interesting with the almonds. I don't get rashes, but I get really tired like the next day. So I love almonds. So what I'll do is just once in a while, like I'll make some kind of almond flour cookie or something if I know that I have, you know, a free morning (laughs) so I can rest a little extra. I don't do it that often though, because I don't want to feel crappy, but it, you know, it is, yeah, it is interesting. I think more people are sensitive to almonds. It's the whole tree nut situation. All right. Well, I'm so excited that you're able to figure that out because that's huge. And I think way too many people just rely on the mainstream medicine. Just go to the doctor, they'll give you prescription, they'll give you, you know, um, a cream. And, And I'm, you know, definitely in favor of medication when needed. But when you can figure these things out, I think it's huge. All right. So let's talk about this DIY kombucha. First of all, for people who are like, kombucha, what? What is kombucha? Although I would think most of our listeners know, but just in case. <laughs> so kombucha is fermented tea. It's basically tea that has this weird slimy thing put in it that's called a scoby. And a scoby, you can think of as a fabulous plant or pet that eats sugar from sweetened tea you give it, and then in return naturally carbonates and infuses this beverage with with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics. And this has kind of graced the shelves of stores all over the country and even all over the Mm -hmm. world from not just Whole Foods, but also 7-Eleven, Target. These bigger stores are now carrying their own brands of kombucha. That is really interesting. And, and it's, it's, it can be a little pricey, right? So it really makes sense. Like many things that are healthy, it makes sense to make them yourself. So let's talk about what it takes to make kombucha. I know there's something, because we've spoken before, called a SCOBY. And uh, it's an interesting looking thing. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> talk to us about the SCOBY. Yeah. So making kombucha yourself is so cost effective. It costs three to five dollars to buy per bottle at the store and it costs about 50 cents a gallon to make yourself. So what wow. you need is a, a SCOBY, that slimy thing that I told you about, which is the organism right. and um, you need tea and sugar and that's it. And you were saying that it's better with black or green tea? That's right. So just like we have macronutrients that we need, so foods uh, that we need or components of foods that we need in a large amount, fat, protein, and carbohydrates, we also have micronutrients that we need, so vitamins and minerals like copper and zinc and selenium. The SCOBY likes the tannin, so that's the, the part of the tea that gives it kind of the this dark color. Um, uh-huh. That's micronutrients for the SCOBY. So those come from specifically black tea. And the SCOBY also, just like a person, has preferences for what it likes to eat. So um, black tea, green tea are two of the SCOBY's favorite foods. <laughs> so the SCOBY, it, it, it works with the tea, but it eats the sugar. Is that correct? That's right. So you basically, how to make kombucha at home is you boil a pot of water, and then you add your tea, you steep it, then you take the tea bags out and you add your sugar, let it dissolve, and then after that, you let your sweet tea mixture completely cool because your SCOBY is kind of like a pet. You wouldn't want to put your cat in boiling hot water. You wouldn't want to put your new slimy pet in boiling hot water. Right. And then you put that in a jar or some sort of brewing vessel and you add a, your SCOBY. And you can get a SCOBY online. 
Um, you can also, you know, attend. I teach workshops in the Bay Area, and I have my SCOBY that I even named it. Its name is Sheila. And you can have one of <laughs> Sheila's babies because SCOBYs grow in layers, and the top layer is known as the mother, and then all the bottom layers are known as babies. It's kind of funny. Oh, that is so interesting. You know, I want to tell people that if you want to know how to make kombucha in addition to listening to this show, uh, if you go to uh, Bowman College, it's B-A-U-M-A-N college dot O-R-G slash kombucha, C-O-M-B-U-C-H slash. It actually has a kombucha recipe. So this part one primary fermentation you have eight cups or one gallon water, two tablespoons black tea, loose leaf in a tea infuser or four disposable tea bags, half cup of cane sugar, one kombucha scoby, I almost said scooby, and half cup liquid starter. So, and then there's the instructions, but you can go to this website. Uh, we'll all have it posted uh, with the interview. Now, my question is, what size scoby? Tell us again for that recipe there, the one gallon of water. So that, so scobies, depending on where you get them from, they'll be different sizes. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say, you know, a one to two inch thick scoby uh, that's about, I don't know, three inches in diameter, or that's kind of small, five inches. No. Um, so it's okay. basically something, the scoby, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, and where do you get the scobies? So... Scobies come from existing scobies. Um, you mm-hmm. also can, some people will grow them from kombucha, like from the oh. store. I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. recommend that just because you don't really know what is going on behind that company's, you know, what their practices are, especially from a large company like GT Synergy, which they make kombucha on such a large scale. I, I We just don't know if it's, you know, altered in any way. Um, so I like to, I got my SCOBY from, uh, a woman who I was volunteering on her farm and she literally peeled off a layer of this slimy jellyfish thing and gave it to me. And I started brewing kombucha and I've been brewing with the same kombucha SCOBY for the last seven years. What? Oh my God. This whole thing, I have to go, I mean, (laughs) It just sounds so bizarre. It's a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. So that's why it's called a SCOBY, right? And it can right. grow when there's a mother SCOBY in the bait. I almost feel guilty using it. I mean, <laughs> does it feel anything or is that like the dumbest question ever? Because I, I, I have no idea. No, I love that question. I mean, it's kind mm. of like a sourdough starter in which it's alive and it likes certain things and it responds to its environment. And, you know, we're surrounded by things that are alive. I don't think it feels the same way that humans do, um, but it definitely, you know, responds to its main pieces of its environment, temperature, light. And um, sometimes I'll actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a little woo woo, not too woo woo, but I will, Mm -hmm. you know, tell, tell my SCOBY that I love it and that it's doing a good job. Cause like, who doesn't (laughs) want to hear that? Adorable. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. So when you, in the instructions, so again, if I'll have this on when the interview, I'll make sure they put this link up with it. So that way it's easier. It'll tell you what to do to, you know, to actually make it. And then there's a secondary fermentation. Uh, Talk to us about this. 
Yeah, so the secondary fermentation is where you get to put all of your exciting flavors. You may have seen in the grocery store that there's elderflower, cranberry, hibiscus, kombucha, or ginger lemon. This is where you put all of those fun flavors using fruit, uh, juice, herbs, spices, Mm -hmm. extracts, syrups that flavor the base kombucha that you're getting from the primary fermentation. And so there, you basically pour off your primary fermented kombucha. So you do that, you know, whole tea mixture, you put your slimy thing in there, uh, your SCOBY, and then you let it ferment for at least a week. And when it's ready, you pour that off into another jar and you add, say, ginger juice and lemon juice Mm. and a little bit of sugar to help continue the fermentation and help build the carbonation. Kombucha is a naturally carbonated, which I think is one of the most magical things about it is that, mm-hmm. you know, usually we force CO2 into water and drink our La Croix, but here we have natural carbonation, <laughs> which is just so incredible. That is incredible. Now, let's talk about the health mm-hmm. that benefits of kombucha. You've got the probiotics, the antioxidants. Give us a little more information. Yeah, so kombucha is a fermented food. So more and more research is coming out about just the important uh, the importance of our gut and our gut microbiome. We have more organisms in our our gut than there are people on the planet. So we need to take care of that ecosystem because, you know, we are um, having effects from our gut that are connected to our mood and our brain, our immune system. So basically, the health of our digestive system connects to the health of our overall body. And so one way Mm. we can support our gut is by eating fermented foods. And so kombucha has probiotics, which help populate your gut with beneficial bacteria, similar to sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurt. But each of these foods have a their own synchronous, um, synergistic uh, combination of nutrients and microorganisms. So it's great to have a variety of fermented foods. So you make sure you get a variety of good guys in your gut. Oh, that's really nice. That is so important. I know I, I'm not big on most of the cultured foods, and that's why I haven't tried kombucha, because to be honest, I'm a little nervous too. So talk to us a little bit about the, the flavor of it. So kombucha, I think, kind of tastes like apple cider slash apple cider vinegar. It has a little bit of a vinegary taste from the fermentation where the scoby is eating the sugar and transforming it. Um, and right. basically creating this kind of sour, bubbly, but also sweet beverage. And you can flavor it however you want. And I think that that's why kombucha, I like to think of as the gateway fermentation for a lot of people. Maybe you don't like sauerkraut or kimchi, but kombucha is basically healthy soda. Oh, all right. That's good to know. Okay. I'm going to really have to try it. And then if I like now with that, would you recommend, would you just go ahead and make it or do you obviously, should you try it first or what do you think? Just, or just jump right in and and make it yourself. You could do both. You know, I, even as somebody who brews a ton of my own kombucha, I will still buy kombucha from the store because I like to see what's out there. I like to get inspired by the different flavors. So I would, I would try it, buy, buy some from the store and then if you like it. And if you like it, then great, you can make it yourself. But I've actually convinced uh, a lot of people who share with me that they don't like kombucha 
taste terrible. And then they try my home brew and they are converted mm-hmm. into kombucha lovers. So there's something to be said for making it yourself. Speaking of your kombucha. (laughs) All right. I'm giving you my address. So I'm looking at lilavolkas.com and you have this beautiful website. Oh my goodness. What is that purple pie that I'm looking at? Absolutely gorgeous color. Oh, thank you. So that is a purple sweet potato pie that I made with my friend for Thanksgiving this year. Um, Since I, you know, like to cook really allergy friendly, not just for myself because I'm conscious of what I eat, but to expose other people to opening their minds and not just going hardcore for the sugar, sugary pumpkin pie, but considering purple sweet potatoes with coconut oil and maple syrup and toasted coconut that's gluten and dairy and, and nut free. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm looking at your Instagram as well. You have some wonderful pictures and food. And I mean, it's just so incredibly beautiful. Tell us before I let you go, the time goes by way too fast. Tell us a little bit about uh, Bowman College and the work that you do there. Yeah. So Bowman College is a uh, holistic nutrition uh, and health coaching and chef school. Here in, we have a location in Berkeley, but we also um, have our programs online for anybody all around the world. And so we have a chef, a natural chef program where, where our chef students integrate holistic nutrition knowledge to be able to cook for people maybe who have, um, are dealing with a, a health condition or who are just busy or consult for healthy restaurants. And they're in the kitchen mm-hmm. cooking amazing food. I have the the privilege of being able to try some of it for lunch. Um, oh, nice. And then we have our nutrition consulting program, which uh, trains nutrition consultants to um, have sessions with people about their nutrition and looking at health from a holistic way. So not just macronutrients, what I talked about, those carbs, fat, and protein, but their lifestyle and their movement and the micronutrients and all of these small nuances of holistic health that really, you know, supports the health of the entire person. Um, And then we have a brand new uh, program that's a nutrition health coach program where you are getting the the training to be able to help people make sustainable lifestyle changes with a base of knowledge in nutrition. So there's not really another program out there like this where you get the solid nutrition information and then you get how to work with people on behavioral change goals. Oh, that's great. And you can do that from anywhere? Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I am super excited to try kombucha. I have to go to the store soon. I think I will buy a bottle. What would you recommend for someone who doesn't like sour? What flavor would you say I might like? So I would go for, find a ginger (laughs) one because ginger is a really excellent flavor. That's one of my favorite flavors of kombucha to make. And so um, I would say that finding, seeing if there's a local company, uh, GT Synergies is one of the biggest companies that's distributed. um, But you might find that there's a local company that, that has a unique flavor uh, and maybe uses local ingredients, which means extra nutrition there. What would you say for a fruit flavor? Oh, fruit flavor. I would say, um, you know, mangoes tend to be quite sweet. 
uh, generally, and they're used as sweeteners in a lot of things. And so maybe some sort of mango flavor would be good. Oh, that does sound good. Well, this has been wonderful. Lila, I I love having you on. I've been lucky to have you on both my shows, also on It's Your Health, Lisa Davis. And I do want to thank our sponsor again, the wonderful Goddess Garden. It is that time of year. You got to get some sunscreen and you don't want to put junky stuff on your body and you don't want to put junky stuff in the ocean that are hurting the reefs. So go to goddessgarden.com and they now have new formulations for the whole family of SPF 50. And Lila, tell us all the ways we can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at Lila Volkis, L-I-L-A-V-O-L-K-A-S. That's for my nutrition and see what I'm eating. And it's, I post a lot of really fun stuff, some recipes. And then for my kombucha, um, you can find kombucha information on uh, at kombucha to the people on Instagram and kombucha to the people.com. And my, my, also you can find me at lilavolkis.com if you're interested in attending a workshop or having a one-on-one nutrition consulting session. Oh, exciting. Oh, I'd give anything to live in the Bay Area. I, Berkeley is just amazing. So beautiful there. So enjoy it for me. <laughs> I will. So nice. I will. All right, Lila, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening to Naturally Savvy. Please rate, review, subscribe. It's super important. We want to get more people involved in living healthy lives, healthy lifestyles, and uh, getting all the great information here on Naturally Savvy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Health Media Gal 1. That's just the number one, not O-N-E. And at Your Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.